Welcome to Fireside Chat, a short interlude with weekly features where I, Yahoo Lucas, will be showcasing and interviewing prominent D&D creators. This week, we are talking to Assiduous, the author of the interactive Thomas Strahd and a moderator of the Arcus of Strahd community about his own interactive Tome of Strahd. What inspired you to create your interactive Tome of Strahd? What influences did you draw from? So when I decided that I wanted to run Curse of Strahd back in 2019, I was immediately in love with everything about it. Loved Strahd's story. I loved Barovia. I stumbled across the subreddit and I started to just consume everything that I could find. I used Dragna's Secrets of the Taroka plot hook to get started. I used all of his tips from Reloaded for running Death House. I wanted to keep expanding and expanding my game and the world that my players were in. And so I picked up a copy of I Strahd because I saw so many people on the subreddit and the Discord talking about it, and I couldn't put it down. I flew through it in like a week. And then a few months into our campaign, my party was getting to Velaki, and my tome was hidden in Rictavio's wagon. So I started to prep for the nightmare of uh, Velaki, and I looked at the tome handout in the module, and I realized that it didn't really cover any of the cool information from Istrad, and didn't mention the Amber Temple, it didn't mention the Fanes, or any of the other really, really amazing stuff that I'd seen in the community and in the novel. So... I found another handful of users on the subreddit that had turned the tome into snippets of text locked behind skill checks. I loved that idea. I thought it made it a much more dynamic and engaging part of the adventure. But I also got worried as I was looking over those that one of my players would unlock it, they would read it, and then the entire party would forget about it. So I then had a couple of problems that I knew that I wanted to solve. So one was that I needed my party to really care about killing Strahd. I knew that I needed to get them to a point of being excited about that end game. The second one was I knew that Barovia had tons of really interesting history that the party would, as written Curse of Strahd, would never get to experience or see or interact with. And then the third was I wanted the tome to be more engaging than just a prop or a handout. So that was kind of the start. To your second question about influences, there's a short list in my module itself where I've added a few credits, but I would say some of the biggest ones, again, Istrad was definitely a huge launching off point. Curse of Strahd Reloaded and Mandy Mod's fleshing out series on the subreddit inspired me to look into lore from older editions of Ravenloft and even other community modules and just things that I otherwise wouldn't have found on my own. And then another huge one stylistically was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, actually. You know, the sequences in that book and film inside of Tom Riddle's diary were exactly what I was looking for when I was trying to address the problems that I listed. And I actually have another Redditor to thank for the initial idea. Umbrami, Umbrami, U-M-B-R-A-M-Y. They actually wrote up an interactive Tome of Strahd post on the sub for their game like a week or so before I had shared anything from my initial brain dump and notes. We had a great conversation about how to turn what they did into something that players could interact with. When I was working on my most recent edits, actually, and I did this kind of relaunch with cover art and all this, 
I actually was looking through the sub again and I found that thread that was really interesting and fun to look back on as a kind of day one look back. There are many different interpretations of Strahd among the community. What are the themes and narratives that you chose to highlight when telling his story? So P.N. Elrod's version of him in I, Strahd really drove my portrayal. The entire book is a character study, really. And by the end of it, I was just so deep in Strahd's head. You know, he's not a sadistic, vindictive, abusive monster because he's a vampire. He's a vampire because he was all of those things for years and years and years. And again, that's not something that you really get to experience in the module as a player. And so with the prologue and the first chapter of my tome, I wanted to lean back on this idea that no monster is born. They're made. So this idea of portraying innocent, young Strahd was compelling to me and interesting to me because I, Strahd, even picks up during his conquest of Barovia and then goes on to tell the story that we know of Sergei and Tatiana and what really is in the original tome handout. But Strahd's hatred and jealousy and all that of his little brother is deeper than just their ties collectively to Tatiana or his you know dislike for the church. There's a quote actually in I, Strahd, that I included at the end of my module's third chapter. He was handsome and youthful. I hated him for both. Really taking that, Strahd never got the chance to live his life the way that his little brother did. So Strahd's story in the tome required reflecting on centuries of his history. And I had to ask, what made the monster? Because the answer to that question really isn't in Curse of Strahd, and it isn't even explicitly in I, Strahd. You really have to read between the lines there to get really deep into his past. And then the other half of his story, the chapters following his deal with Vampyr in my module, also aren't in the original text of the handout. So telling his story with Sergei and Tatiana was important, but there are then centuries between the wedding and the current setting of the adventure. So the beginning of Istrad, he tells us that the tome is setting down an exact record of his rule. So I thought, well, Strahd is too arrogant, really, to not detail in intricate, excruciating detail how he really conquered Barovia. I realized how integral his full ritual, kind of at the start of his story, is to his overall narrative. He is the ancient, he is the land. He repeats this over and over. And so if these statements are true, what does it take to truly become the land? And how would he talk about that from his perspective? So that really shaped how I believe he views his undeath. On the one hand, he's in this prison, but on the other, he has an eternity to become the greatest ruler, the greatest conqueror that has ever existed. And that started with taking over every element of Barovia that he could. So the last bit was I also threw in the March of the Dawn chapter because I also desperately needed at least one scene of Strahd just decimating an army by himself and getting to flex a little bit. The interactive tome involves players visiting historical events that already happened in a specific way. How did you work player interaction into what otherwise should have been a cutscene? Yeah, so this was the hardest part of my process and the part that took me the longest to get right. And I'd not really been DMing for too long in the grand scheme of things when I got started on it. So from a game design standpoint, I mean, that alone was a new challenge. But once I decided which moments in Strahd's story were the most important to highlight, 
I then had to start thinking through how to make them interesting. So the wedding, I think, is a great example of that. In my initial outline, I was attached to this scene in High Strahd where he kills Sergei in Sergei's bedroom before the ceremony even starts. But after I worked on it and worked on it, I realized there was not really a way to make it engaging. And my entire goal with the project was to make you know my party active participants in the events. So I started to dial that back and peel that back and figure out like, okay, well, how do I make this interesting? And then I kind of ended up on the other end of this where I have a really strong dislike for time travel conceptually in narratives because of how many complications it can create. And I think that was doubly true in a D&D world where you can't really control what your party is going to do. So I've shaped this spectrum of not engaged to engage. There are cutscenes at one end, and then there are these massive like time travel changes to the future shenanigans on the other. And the sweet spot on that spectrum for me and for this adventure, I think, was allow them to engage, experience, interact, but keep them on guardrails. And so the illusion of choice in these scenes became a huge necessity. And making that illusion stronger meant I thought like, okay, I want to make their decisions still have an impact on the narrative. I can do that by letting them change the outcome of the chapter they're in without necessarily having an impact on history's course. So a clear example of that narratively in my module is in chapter seven where they can either fight Markovia and Andrel, or they can fight Strahd. So they can still get the traditional like video game good ending for the chapter, but it doesn't change that after that's over, Strahd can go back and finish what he started. So history remains the same. What advice would you give to dungeon masters who are considering running your interactive tome? The most important thing, I think, for people that are even considering it is really can you accommodate it? I know it's not a small, lightweight module by any standard. So, you know, my group and a lot of others in the community are fine signing up for a version of this module that takes them to level 13 or 14. But if you need to keep it short and you plan to still end in the like level 8 to 10 range, or you don't want to add in a ton of like new lore or plot points, you're not adding the fanes in. It might not be the right fit for your table. Maybe you can run them as one-shots or as a follow-up to the adventure if you're still really excited about it, but you can't fit it into your narrative. If you are excited to run it and your group will enjoy it, I think the other key is give them the tome early, or at least give them the opportunity to find it early, because it really could take the entire campaign for them to get through what is written here. I mean, my group found the tome in Rictavio's Wagon in Velaki. And I put it there because at the end of Istrad in the novel, Van Richten is fleeing the castle. And so it made sense to me that he could have slipped away with a copy of the book. I thought that was a fun through line. But my party is now almost level 10. And they've only decoded up through the end of chapter three of the tome. So we very well could get to the end of the campaign and they won't have finished it. So definitely keep that in mind. What other projects are you working on, and where can people find them? Like I said, this was my first real module, so I have a few other things that I'm working on right now. One is translating my notes from a rewrite and complete overhaul that I did of the Abbey in Kresk. 
I really hated the mongrel folk as a concept in the narrative. And so I completely changed my Abbey into this. I don't know if you've seen the movie Midsummer, but I converted the Abbey into this almost too peaceful commune-like village of resurrected Crescians that were living there at the behest of the abbot. On top of that, I also tie that back into the tome. In my head canon, at least the abbot was there during the March of the Dawn chapter. And so getting to add, you know, even more connective tissue is really exciting. On a more full-scale homebrew front, the next big adventure that I'm working on is another Strahd extension. I'm building my own versions of the Fane reconsecration rituals designed to work directly from the desecrations that are in the tome in chapters 7 and 8. Folks right now can see at least the rough outline of my ritual at the Goliath tree if they go check out the resource development channel in the Curse of Shroud Discord. I'm actively workshopping it right now. And then if folks want, they can also follow the Assiduous Adventurer on DM's Guild. They can find me through the link to the tome. I provide active updates for if I get my next thing published in the near future. And then they can also reach out on the Discord, and I'm at you slash Assiduous on Reddit. Folks are welcome to reach out there as well.